Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark. I serve as a Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Coach Kyle Frakes. Kyle is the head men's golf coach and the assistant men's basketball coach. Uh, Not to age either one of us, but he's been here at Rollins since I was a student, and he's truly (laughs) one of the good guys on campus. So Kyle, thank you so much for being here today. Boy, Sam, this is uh, this is remarkable. Us uh, sitting here together all these years uh, later, uh, we've got a little more gray hair, or we've got we didn't have any gray hair back then. But uh, just a privilege to be here with you today. Well, thanks, thanks for doing. Especially, you know, it's the morning after uh, tough conference loss last night um, at Barry. So yeah, you we'll know, we got right off to, to a great start. Um, and unfortunately, we got eliminated in the first round, you know, last night. Uh, we had a terrific game plan, uh, got off to a great start, really controlled the tempo of the game, really controlled, uh, you know, dictated our shots beautifully. I mean, you really couldn't have choreographed a better half of basketball against a team that's, you know, in the top 20 that we've beaten twice. And it really was just a tale of two halves. Yeah. Last, uh, The second half, they came out, really felt like, some of the officiating change, it really kind of turned into a football game a little bit. But to Barry's credit, they came out, dominated the glass. They got the 50-50 balls, and Coach Estes down there does a great job. And um, But really disappointing for our guys. I mean, you could feel it in the locker room at halftime. You know, it's kind of been the way our year – it's a microcosm a little bit of our year. Yeah. It's At times, we've had five top 25 wins, and then we've had four or five head-scratching losses that you're just like – you know, what did I just see out here, you right. know, and you want to treat it like a UFO, like I saw something, but I'm really not sure what I saw. <laughs> but, um, you know, that inconsistency has been, you know, I think frustrating for us as coaches and certainly for the players, but no. they are just, you know, we lost Dayton Gum and Brooks Cluxton to their last games uh, last night. And you've seen our teams through the years i mean this group collectively is just as classy and great a group of kids as you ever want to see and specifically brooks and dayton are i gotta believe that um, they're some of our players favorites you know they're certainly tom kevin and i some of our favorites and they're just as good a basketball player as they are they're even better teammates yeah and they're even more unbelievable uh you know just student athletes and and uh what now will be ambassadors for Rollins. Yep, we can talk a little bit about that later. So go back to the beginning for you here. How did you get to Rollins? You know, my family moved to Orlando, um, I think when I was in the second grade, my dad got transferred. And uh, that is back in the day when, when you know, Tom was a freshman and Jack Critchfield hired uh, Ed Jucker to be the basketball coach. And the Cincinnati kids... Uh, Tom and Steve Heiss and Bruce Howland were some of Coach Jucker's first recruits. And when we got to Orlando, um, my dad, all our families from Cincinnati, and, you know, started to look in. He played college basketball at Miami of Ohio. And, and so we just looked for an outlet to, you know, go watch games. There wasn't any ESPN back then. And <laughs> right. so uh, my folks got involved with the Tar Boosters and 
just grew up coming to the Rollins games. Uh, my goodness, Tom was one of my favorite players. And, uh, you know, now all these years later to uh, coach 34 years with your best friend has been just uh, just been amazing. So I grew up coming to the camp. Yeah. Um, and then just evolved into, you know, playing ball and this, that, and the other. I blew my knee out, so I wasn't good enough to, you know, or I just – you know, my college playing days kind of ended with uh, a couple of the knee injuries that I had, but got done with school and just told Tom I wanted to be a college coach. And uh, he made me a volunteer assistant and the assistant left and I kind of walked right into the job at about 23. And it's the only job I've ever had. About four years into that, uh, the golf job opened. And uh, I begged him for the job. I'm, I'm one of the dinosaurs around here. Back when I started coaching, uh, you know, you had to coach a couple. Well, I prayed I could coach a couple sports and they, you know, become a full-time employee here. And um, they gave me the golf job on an interim basis. And we finished uh, number eight in the country. And then they combined those two jobs. Right. And uh, here we sit here we 34 are. years later. And it's been fantastic. And you replaced the golfing legend Al Simmons, if I remember correctly. That's right. I did. You know, Al was a, a terrific guy, and uh, the transition from him was was great. He he loved the kids, and, yeah. and I actually, I really inherited some pretty good players. I inherited uh, Dan O'Callaghan and Matt Evans and David Herzog and um, Travis Dixon, and it was just a terrific, terrific group that... Um, you know, we, I tried to do things a little bit differently right off the bat. We really got involved with short game and, you know, having a little more structure on what they were doing. And our first three teams finished eight, third and fourth That's in the country. Good. And just, uh, it's just been an amazing yeah. run since they say the short game is important. I'll have to remember that next time I go. Practice. Yeah, there's no question about that, <laughs> Sam. I, I, you know, I think, uh, I think our kids, or like, how many chip shots can I hit? I call them bumps, you know, and I'll, I'll text them, you know, I'm, there's somebody watching. Are you chipping the ball somewhere? But, you know, when you, in college golf, it's, it's huge. You know, when you, you know, you got kids that all of our kids can shoot under par, but short game, you know, I talk about all the time. What are you going to shoot when, when you're hitting the ball like 76? Are you going to shoot 76 or are you going to manage your game? And more importantly, is your short game going to, yeah, you know, keep you in the game until uh you know you do get on track and are hitting the ball better and collectively that's what we always try to do have the most short game reps or as many as any team in the country because in team golf that really rears its head and can keep you in the game you mentioned 34 years and and you know rollins um has a pretty amazing history of having coaches and faculty and staff for that matter um stay at rollins for for a long time what's the What's the secret sauce or what's the why behind that? Well, um, you know, I think Rollins is a special place. Like all places, it's changed through the years. Um, You know, that's just part of life. But, uh, you know, I got here as a young coach and Tom and Boyd Coffey and Norm Copeland and so many others just took me under their wing and kind of showed me the ropes of college coaching. And and there's just, uh, you know, a great spirit about the place that – makes you want to stay. Yeah. Our kids are phenomenal. Yeah. You know, the we uh, we really do things the right way. Right. And uh, there's there's a lot of, you know, and I'm not being condescending with any of this, but there's a lot of schools that, you know, just do not continue to, you know, really keep their mission, you know, on 
at the top of their list. But you've been around so many of our kids. I think it's it's the players, it's yeah. the alums, it's in obviously we're at a beautiful place. Yeah. Orlando's home for me, but I think just uh, uh, trying to in 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 understanding that. Yeah, we want to win. We've won. All of our teams, we've got great coaches, yep. have been successful. Sure. Um, you know, does it get a little bit more challenging? And when I was a young coach and we couldn't get this kid in school or that kid in school, you know, you kind of beat your head against the wall a little bit. But we also have so many things that are fantastic about our place that, um, you know, make it attractive to recruit great people to come to school. So uh, been a, been blessed to work with some great ADs and, and obviously uh, – you know, Tom and I have been doing yeah. this a long time. Well, let's talk a little bit about Tom. Um, you know, 700 club, over 700 wins and counting, true icon in the sport nationally, uh, certainly in the conference, in the state, and and really in, in the Winter Park community. No doubt. Um, you may, you know, best for working for your best friend. That's pretty cool. So how's, how's, how's that been? And it's, how's Tom? It's been, um, you know, uh, he and I can get emotional talking about it, you know, uh, when you when you work with your best friend, we we can have some spirited arguments every once in a while, and then five minutes later we go get something to eat together and right. talk about our old teams or how we're moving forward or whatnot. But it's uh, you know I think for both of us it's been um, it's been a ride of a lifetime. You know we uh, uh, we both kind of can cry at the national anthem. I mean, uh, but we we really do understand how lucky we are to work here. Uh, how lucky we are to have coached the young men that we coach um, and, you know, in an atmosphere that, that we agree with. Yeah. And so, um, you know, each of us have had opportunities to go different places in various times during this run. Right. And uh, for, you know, I think for each other, but just for our families and whatnot, it's always been the best decision to continue to do what we do and work with, you know, uh, you know, somebody that you care about. I mean, our family, I mean, Tom's family to me, and I'm pretty sure it's vice versa on no that. You did, you took a, a time away for a year, was it? Or I you, did. You did some I work did. at the, the uh, D1 level at USF? I did. Um, you know, I talked to, to Tom and, uh, and to Phil Roach, our athletic director at that time, and they were kind enough to, you know, grant me a uh, a year's leave. I wanted to go explore something else. And I had an opportunity with Seth Greenberg to to go over and coach at the University of South Florida. That's back when Conference USA was Conference USA. Right. You know, that basketball league then was, um, you know, University of Cincinnati, Louisville, Memphis. Uh, I mean, it was a fantastic league. It was a fantastic experience because that had been the only coaching experience that I had with our golf program and with our um, – you know, our men's basketball program. And I'm really, really lucky that those, there's not many, there's not two people that would grant that, that type of opportunity. I would tell you, and I think they both would say it was an amazing experience for me to grow, you know, as a coach, you know, things that it wasn't just basketball. It was just seeing a different way to do it. It was seeing a different level level of doing it. And, uh, I brought back a lot of those things to me that, you know, uh, helped two years later us win the national golf championship. I think, um, you know, there are things that from Coach Greenberg and his staff with Coach Madigan and Coach Z that, you know, 
I learned some things that probably not to do, but I learned a whole <laughs> heck of a lot of things on, you know, what we could bring back to our program to to make them both even better. And uh, I wish all of our coaches could do that. That yeah. was really a unique experience. That was when the director of basketball operations job was just coming into its own in college basketball. Right. Back then, they actually called it the administrative assistant coach. And, you know, you coordinate team travel and you do all kinds of things. And, um, you know, I, I just think for all of our coaches, it would be fantastic to do. But I was in the right place at the right time yeah. with, uh, with the right people. Two, yeah, with two forward thinking guys that thought that I could really grow from yeah. it. And, and Seth and Coach Greenberg's one of our, my dear friends at this time, to this day. It, it just is, you know, that's, that season of 99 was really a fun year for me. Yeah, love it. What a great experience. So basketball's over, um, getting into spring golf. Right how's, into, right into golf. Yeah. Right into golf. You know, we, COVID, uh, COVID was tough, uh, you know, obviously for a lot of people. Um, last year, we were only able to play in three events. Uh, we, we've lost four grown men. I call them off of our uh, golf team for the last three years. So we've got some good young players that I think are terrific and at times look fantastic. But with the kind of youth that we have, we're up and down a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, we brought in Will Kepke, Nick Diebel's a returner on that group, Danny Taggart, is starting to part, play like he can play. Um, Warut is a transfer from Nickel State. So we've got a good baseline of players. Yeah. We're two weeks away from really uh, the meat of our season starting. We've had some great we, – we've had two really good tournaments, kind of like our basketball team, and then we've had two rounds this past fall that were just head scratchers. And, you know, our league is – there's no question yeah. about it. It's the most difficult uh, on the men's and the women's size. It's the most competitive – region and league in the country at one point you know here this spring we'll have seven or eight teams on our side uh in the top 25 in the country so every time we go play uh you can look at it and say oh they finished fifth this week well that probably meant you were about the 15th best team in the country so how much we grow as a group um i'm really excited i'm really interested to see our guys i think there's really good golf ahead of us um how quickly that's going to happen, you know, is going to be uh, is going to be interesting, fun uh, to watch. It's competitive, you know. Right now, we haven't had anybody just step forward and uh, well, I don't know how many times you're going to have a Rob Oppenheim or a Dan Walters or a Dan, but you know, we haven't had anybody just step forward and and be that one or two man all year long. I I feel like we've got a team of three, four, and five men that is somebody's going to grow out of this and, right. and, and lead the way for us. I'm hoping it's sooner than later. That would be good. Is is the juggle to coach two sports harder than one might guess about what one might expect? Or or maybe even now after all these years, you've, you've obviously figured it out. I think it's changed. Yeah. You know, for me, it still works. Um, you know, I think I'm the only guy in our department that still continues to do it. And for me, that marriage has been great. It's the only thing I know. But uh it, it has changed through the years. Um, you know, there's just, in college golf, you know, there really was a, a big split between, you know, the fall season, the spring season, um, and it, it wasn't as, I don't know that the, the time demands uh, on and off the course were as much as they are now. Right. College golf has grown 
so much since I started coaching, which has been fabulous for me, fabulous for our players, and, and college golf. You know, when I started, there was probably 30, 40, 50 teams that, you know, really put time, money, resources into the game. And now, fast forward almost 30 years later, and the amount of opportunities for these college golfers, the fields are so deep. You hear that on the PGA Tour, on the Corn Ferry Tour, on the LPGA, you know, that, you know, there used to be 15, 20 people in the field that could win. Well, now there's 100 guys that can win on the tour. And college golf, you know, now you've got 100, 150 teams, you know, give a darn. And, And the amount of time, money, resources for coaching, budget, travel I mean yeah. it's great for the game but it uh it's made it it's made it way uh, way more competitive yeah. um and but but again it, there is some juggling you know I've always been blessed here most of the time to have I don't have someone this year but you know have someone help me a little bit to uh navigate some of those every once in a while I've got to be two places at one time but uh that's not really yeah. ever been a problem. You've mastered that. You figured that out. So, you know, at the core, what's the difference between a Rollins student athlete and other student athletes within the Sunshine State Conference? I think probably first and foremost would be their time demands academically. You know, I think that, um, I think that you know, there's no question that the bar is higher for, you know, the, ac- you know, what, what we can admit to school, not that we don't want to admit all kinds of people, but you have to think about, you know, will they be able to do the work? Right. And will they, you know, how much do they want to get, you know, their degree? You know, for Tom and me in basketball, I think every one of our players, with the exception of five, have gotten their degree. Uh, and that's over a 42-year span for Tom, <laughs> right. 35 with me. In golf, every one of our players, with the exception of two, um, have gotten their degree. So uh, they've got to want to get in a college education. That's that's one of the first things that we talk about is, you know, we've already been to school. You know, this is you doing it. And yeah. and so I think I think that is is the biggest thing. You know, in college golf, a lot of people don't realize college golfers on the men's and women's side, you, know, you think about football and basketball. They miss some class, but men's and women's golf, um, Julie and I's teams, they, we, we travel on Saturday. We play Sunday through Tuesday. I mean, these kids are missing a lot of class, yeah. and, uh, you know, they, they have to be able to balance that. You know, you, uh, you go into a team meeting, and it's interesting. Some players study on the road a lot. Most of my players do now. Uh, some of my earlier teams, they kind of uh, <laughs> would do it before or after, but – um, I think the time demands on them. The other thing too is, as they get older, a lot of a lot of our Rollins education is doing group work, yeah. and and not just okay, where well, I'm going to be in class from two to three, but the stuff outside the classroom that I think enhances the education process at our place, but also even you know puts further time demands on, you know where kids need to be, how they need to be, and then makes it tough on coaches with practice time because. You don't want them to miss those those pieces of a group project or this or that. So I think the time demands for our student athletes are just probably a little bit different. Yeah. Well, and that, that kind of aligns with, with, with the question of, 
you know, the Rollins experience, the, this, this show, Rollins Around Town, is about how our students, our faculty, our staff, our alumni, you know, engage in the community, have a lot of learning experiences outside the classroom, for, you know, for our students. Probably a little tougher for your student athletes, but what gives you the most satisfaction about your guys you know, three years later, five years later, 10 years later, you know, after they graduate from Rollins, because clearly for the most part, with, with an exception or two that might actually be listening now, um, <laughs> um, you know, they're just really good community people. And, and I think a lot of those seeds were planted, not only in the classroom and at Rollins, but, but because of you and Tom. Well, I appreciate that. But I think, you know, first and foremost is the type of people they become, you know, I, I, their success, um, and I'm not just talking monetarily, although Rollins and the connections from there and the education, you know, has been a springboard for so many of our golfers and basketball players to be ultra successful. And, uh, you know, we'd like to take some credit for that. But I think it, you know, goes back to Dave Erdman and other admissions people that, you know, understand the type of kids that we've got to get. Yeah. Um, he let me in. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Ed and so many of the people over there do such a great job that they they understand you know the balance that these kids have to have so i think their success um i'm always taken aback with their loyalty um tom and i's players um my goodness they they give so much back to our program they care um they support you in such a uh, unconditional way which uh, a lot of times doesn't happen to, mar- to very much in this world but as they've had you know to watch them grow and you know start their families and their companies and and be the people that they are i think that that is the has been the you know the the most satisfying thing and then for them to give back not only with with their dollars but their interests you know and then there's a bunch of other great you know boosters that didn't you know necessarily play for us i mean uh vic and john vic vic zolo and john race my goodness they have just been uh fabulous to rollins as a whole but specifically to, to tom and me but our players, you know, the type of husbands, businessmen, dads. I mean, we've been coaching so long. You know, I think one of the greatest, you know, community outreaches that has evolved from from certainly our basketball program uh, that Rollins maybe has at all are, are our camps. Yeah, you know, I want to talk more about okay. that. Yeah, how could be? No, that's good because that 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 that's an important piece. You you, you have these camps. They've yep. been going on for years and years. Uh, the the community impact is. Um, I think it's far greater than anyone on this campus would even know or, or appreciate. So um, I guess wh- why'd you start doing them and, uh, and how are they going? Well, um, you know, way back in the day, uh, you know, Tom and I were on nine month contract and uh, there was three months you weren't going to be paid. And <laughs> right. so we, you know, but a lot of people in the community asked us, you know, these kids want to get better. What can they do? And, you know, fortunately Rollins let us use the facility to, you know, bring some of these youngsters into camp. And, and you know, I don't think in Tom and I's wildest dreams that, that, that the camp would explode the way it has. Yeah. The derivation was, you know, obviously we needed to make some, some money in the summer, but yep. also, you know, uh, a lot of the people wanted us to, come, to do it. And, and the way it evolved, uh, you know, when this started, uh, Tom and I made the juice, ref the games, uh, you know, and now fast forward, you know, we've redone our building 20 years ago. Now we've got four full courts. Um, and 
it just is has been a feel-good camp. You don't have to be a terrific basketball player to have fun at our camp. Right. We've got uh, great people that have worked it through the years, but we've wanted it to be fun. Yeah. You know, from concession stands to video to, I mean, I, I think the one thing, the community outreach has been these kids, it's the first camp we put on our schedule, you yeah. know, because, you know, it, it, it's just fun. Yeah. Obviously, we've got some really good players. We've had some of our uh, – a guy or two come to our basketball camp that ended up playing for us. But um, we kid around all the time. I think we've had four NBA players come through our camp. I'm not sure how many people have had that. That's you know, good. but right. But uh, that, that community outreach, I think, you know, kind of with our Rollins summer camp that, you know, unfortunately, you know, because of things had to yeah. go away and whatnot, people loved those camps. And sometimes – you know, it's it's hard to lure them down here to the into Park Avenue and and see our campus and our you know all the things that are that are going on. But you know now, I, I mean now we've got our campers kids now coming to right. our camp That's and for the experience they have and to watch them you know come in the building and shoot before camp and do the things that they used to do and That's awesome. you know put money in the camp. It's all it really is. Uh, it's just come full circle yeah. and to watch watch those guys bring their kids uh, uh sons and daughters has yeah. been really fun so i know we've had some you know rough last two summers uh camp on schedule for this summer and where can people you know find out a little bit more about that and keep an eye on it for this summer yeah fortunately unfortunately two years ago you know we, we weren't able to have any camp yep. uh, of any kind here on rollins you know from an outside entity or ourselves um this past year um, thankfully we were able to, you know, have it with limited enrollment. Um, you know, we didn't love that because we had to turn some people away, but you know, which, you know, safety was the most important thing. And, and, uh, you know, we, we needed to, uh, we needed to do the best we can on that, uh, online, you know, you can go to rollinsports.com and there's a, there's a link to be able to do that. But, uh, our hope is for, you know, all of our coaches that are, you know, able to have a, a camp, you know, we feel like we're going to be full bore if we can, uh, you know, just not have any more setbacks with yeah. the virus. Fingers crossed. I know coaches hate to answer this, um, and I'm not going to let you dodge it. You already sort of did it for the golfers, but like from a pure sport talent perspective, who are some of the best that have played um, golf? You mentioned Rob sure. Oppenheim, a PGA Tour member. <laughs> Uh, both sports. Can you, can yeah, you share that? I mean, my goodness, we've been blessed with so many good ones. And go, on the golf side, you know, I, I think you'd have to say, uh, you know, Rob Oppenheim has been one of the greatest ambassadors for uh, for Rollins that you could have. Yeah. You know, his dad was a basketball player here as well. Um, but uh, Dan Walters was just a tremendous golfer for us. He, he won seven times. Uh, Travis Dixon, Dan O'Callaghan, um, Man, that's 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 a long David yeah. Herzog. I inherited some pretty good players, and then you got into to Lee Strover and Alex Smith, and you know Benny Dawn, Derek Murphy. Those guys were on my national championship team. I need to make sure that I I, I <laughs> ring right. those guys out. <laughs> um, but Tyler Sloom and Scott Lamb, Spencer Cole. I mean, all these guys were just uh, good. tremendous, tremendous players. But you know the. Our region is just uh, becoming a, a, a who's who. I mean, you've got, you know, a lot of many, many Division II players are are having success now on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and, and on the PGA Tour. So 
basketball-wise, uh, you know, Jeff Wolf and Sam Arterburn and David Wolf and uh, Nick Wolf, you know, arguably was one of the best players we ever had, period. Uh, Daniel Park, you know, had the three-point record for years and yeah. years and years on most consecutive games. Uh, Derek Thurston was the athlete of the year, uh, was just uh, as good a point guard as we've ever had. Johnny Rival, um, Steve Rotz will kill me if I don't say Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve was uh, Steve was tremendous. But um, man, as good a basketball yeah. players as they were, they just unbelievable, unbelievable people as well. You know, currently right now, um, you know Hutton Yanor has you know just had a fabulous year for us. Um, in, in so many areas, uh, Kyle Marion has been a terrific player. Yeah. We've just we've got to uh, that team. Just we've got to figure out a way to get a little bit more consistent, you yeah. know, uh, over time. But uh, you've watched them. Who 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 have I missed? <laughs> who uh, who were some of your favorites? Well, uh, you definitely mentioned a lot of them. I, th- I still think Scotty Martin was was one of the Scotty best pure Martin. shooters and point guards. You couldn't you couldn't be more correct. Shot fifty two percent from three point range. Yeah, uh, that's pretty uh, good. You know, he was uh, one of the hardest working guys you've ever seen. Mike Vice, you know, yeah. also just tremendous. But Scotty, you know, our team started out two and four, and uh, Derek was a freshman, right? And Derek Thurston, and we were at Wofford, and we we finished. We were two and four and gotten beat in a, in a couple tough games, and Scott wasn't shooting the ball very well. And we Derek was a freshman and you know uh, wasn't wasn't playing. But Tom and I knew he was a really good player. And um, I remember in the locker room, you know, Tom was going after him pretty good. And he looked at Derek Thurston. He he said, "Well, Derek, uh, how many points a game did you score in high school?" And he said, "Sir, I scored uh, twenty twenty three and a half points a game." And he's, well, how in the world, I'm not sure he used world, are you going to score 23 points a game, you know, shooting five times? <laughs> sir, I don't know, sir. <laughs> and uh, he told things. everybody that night, um, you know, Scotty Martin is going to shoot the ball every time he's open. And uh, I'm prepared to not win another game, but we are going to get more discipline. Derek, you're going to start scoring. And Scott, we're going we're gonna to get Scott open. And... Uh, we won 14 in a row after that. That's and, fantastic. Uh, Scotty blew up into being an All-American, so yep. he is uh, he is definitely one that was just tremendous. Yeah, good group, good group. So what what's your, you know, for both teams, what's your snap your finger and, and make it happen wish uh, for men's basketball? <laughs> snap my finger and make it wish. It's a good question. <laughs> I want us to um, really kind of keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I I want uh, I want us to keep doing what we're doing. Obviously, I want us to win a few more games. You know, uh, we've won the league uh, eleven times in our thirty-five years. So, you know, that's always a goal of our. Again, you know, the landscape with the portal and one-year transfers and things that just kind of aren't in our the way we're going to do things unless they're going to be able to get their degree, um, you know, really make, really make that a very, very big challenge. Yeah. But snap my fingers. I, I think we do things the right way. You know, you always want to win more. Yeah. You, you always want to win more, but I'm, but 
I, I just I want to I want us to keep our mission the same, and that is to do it the way we're doing it. And if that costs us a few wins here and there, so be it. Yep. But to bring in three, four, one-year guys that uh, we're not gonna, we may win a couple games, and 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 I think snap my fingers is is continue to do what we're doing. Yeah. That's good. Um, it's worked. It, yeah, it, it it really has. You know, you always want more money for your budget. I'd always love one more scholarship. You, you know, go. we'd always that's... love, you know, we'd always love some of those things. Okay. But, you know, uh, that's above my pay grade. And, I'm, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I do know we spend a lot of resources on, on uh, you know, athletics and our student athletes. But as a coach, you know, you're always pounding the table going, we need one more scholarship. We need 10% right. more budget because all those things would – you know, only enhance the kids' experience. What about golf? Same thing for golf, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think, you know, the the one thing, um, you know, uh, just just as you know, anytime we can throw more resources at it, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. Um, you know, us being you know such a great weather place, there are some challenges to get our guys out at the places playing as much as we'd like to, especially yeah. during this time of year. So, but, um, uh, w- there's a lot of golf coaches that would like to have it as, as good as we have it. Yeah. No question. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, you have an awesome track record here of coaching and developing great kids and making an impact in the community with camps and, and a lot of other things sure. that I know you and, and, and your staff and, and teams do. So anything else you want to – well, I'll tell you what my snap my fingers and make it happen. Please. We need more butts and seats, particularly for basketball. I mean, this is such quality basketball yeah. that our great Winter Park community should appreciate it like your dad did you know, 45 at, years ago, he moves at, his family at, here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's, uh, I think our players have earned it. If you come watch us play, um, they fly around and play hard. And, and to be honest with you, once we did let fans back in the game, um, you know, at, at full level, we really did have some nice crowds uh, that uh, I think were impactful on, you know, how Welcome. our kids play. Yeah. I, you know, now that you've let me digest that question, I think that, uh, you know, enhancing that game experience at our games would be good, you know, and uh, we need to, you know, it's kind of on our wish list, talk about, you know, getting a pep band back in there and, and uh, you know, just just trying to get the word out to come watch these guys play and our ladies, yeah. you know, yeah, right. uh, to uh, get them out to come watch us play because they are a treat to watch. It's obviously an unbelievable value. Now we've got the parking garage, so I think it's a little easier for people to park and uh getting the word out on that but enhancing the game experience uh you know back with some of your tic-tac-tar my mom and dad loved to play tic-tac-tar <laughs> back in the right. day That's uh fantastic. so uh those are some things but i think getting a pep band in there would make it a lot of fun for the kids and yep. whatnot and we're going to try to get the back on that if we can well this is fantastic always love spending a little time with you uh talking uh rollin sports so thanks for all you do well and, i uh, appreciate you having me and it's just uh you know, I think about, you know, you're your evolving back to Rollins for all your great experiences. I can, you know, remember us, uh, me as a young coach with the Cellular One Golf Tournament Indeed. and you and I having uh, 10 lunches on Park Avenue at the old <laughs> Olive Garden right there trying to do That's those right. pairings and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I know for our coaches to have you back on, you know, President Cornwell's staff is just a huge thing for us because... We know you're such a sports person, as is he, and and uh, 
you know, uh, having having uh, somebody like you uh, back on campus has really been That's refreshing and great for for all of us uh, old timers around here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in that club. So uh, thanks. Kyle Frakes, um, head men's golf coach and assistant men's basketball coach. Keep up. Your great work, my friend, and thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Sam. Special thanks to uh, Angel, our awesome Rollins student, who's our uh, marketing coordinator and board operator for the show. Keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. With that, we wish you a great day.